Okay, Coach, go ahead and open with a statement and raise, use the raise your hand function and we'll get to you. I was really proud of our players tonight for the way they competed in the game. Uh, obviously, um, there were some things that we didn't do well, especially on defense. I uh, got to give Ole Miss a lot of credit. Uh, they had a really good plan. Um, we played man-to-man. -man. We got picked. We played zone. We couldn't get them covered. Um, we didn't stop the run very well. Uh, they ran the ball in some unusual circumstances. But I think the biggest thing was is our guys really competed in this game for 60 minutes. I mean, we scored every time we had to score. Uh, we took the air out of it at the end of the game. Uh, the offense did a fantastic job in this game. Uh, they had a good plan. Um, did a good job of executing it. Najee Harris was good. Uh, Mac played really well. Um, receiving core played really well. Um, really a great job on special teams, recovering both onside kicks. Could have made a huge difference in the game. Uh, so, you know, all in all, um, we've had some real crazy games over here. Uh, and this was another one. Uh, I think that some lessons to be learned. Um, you know, we got to have great preparation to be able to play well in a game. Um, obviously, we need to do a better job of that as coaches. Uh, so that, you know, our players have a better chance to be successful on the field. Uh, I don't think we tackled very well in the game. I don't know if it was the surface or what, but uh, all these things are things that we can work on and try to improve and must improve. But um, great job of playing for four quarters. Great job of competing for 60 minutes. Um, played with a lot of toughness. Very physical out there. Uh, showed a lot of resiliency to keep playing. Got some stops at the end of the game when we needed to. Um, so I'm really proud of our team for the way they competed in this game. We'll start with Aaron Suttles. You're a very proud defensive coach, and everyone knows how competitive you are. Just your thoughts watching watching your defense sort of struggle tonight. Well, I already addressed it, really. I mean, they struggled. They didn't do anything well. Um, they stopped the run. Um, gave up some big plays in the back end. Um, got picked. Um, you know, so didn't, couldn't get the quarterback on the ground when we needed to, even when we got some pressure. Uh, we had some mistakes in coverage. We got picked in coverage. Um, you know, we just didn't play very well. And uh, I'm responsible for that. Uh, and we got to do a better job as coaches to try to help put our guys in a better position. When we did get off the field on third down, they went for it on fourth down. They went fast. We never got lined up. They must have converted you know, three or four fourth down, you know, situations in the game. Um, just gave up too many big plays, and uh, we just we just got to get better. Everybody on defense has got to play better. Okay, we'll go to Michael Casagrande. Yeah, Nick, what's the feel uh, when a shootout like that on the sideline? How does it? How do you keep things calm on the sideline when, when there's a high stress, high leverage situation like that? Well, I'm not really calm. You know, I'm boiling and bubbling. Um, you know, trying to be encouraging to the players, uh, try to make the best adjustments that we could make at halftime. Um, it seemed like everything we did, though, they had an answer for. I don't know if they had our signals or what, but uh, I'm, I'm not. That, that's not anything unusual. Um, but you know, it seemed like every time we called something, they had the best play that they could have against it, and um, you know, we, we, we and they had a really good plan. You know, Lane is a really good coach. They got a good offensive team. They got some good players on offense. And we didn't do a very good job of executing what we need to do on defense to stop them. You know, we tried to play with a more athletic nickel team in the beginning of the game. And 
couldn't stop the run. So we went back to our regular nickel stuff at halftime and, um, you know, played a little better. Um, but still had lots of opportunities to get off the field. And when you're playing against these teams that go fast, when you get a chance to get off the field, you got to get off the field. Uh, and we didn't do that. But you know, our guys competed, man. They played hard. They tried to stop them right to the end. I know we didn't execute very well, and you could say it was ugly at times. And, um, again, I'm responsible for that, and we just got to do a better job with our players. We'll go to Dennis Dodd. Nick, I know you probably weren't happy with your defense today, but it's, it's happening all over in college football. Today, the, an average SEC team gave up 33 points in its game. Is, is it time to maybe just evaluate what playing good defense means, you know, numerically, statistically? Well, I, I think there's a lot of advantages to the offense. You know, the quarterback runs a quarterback draw. Um, you know, the offensive line's blocking a running play, and then they throw a pop pass to the tight end. Um, you know, I don't know if there's anybody downfield or not. Um, you know, it's just hard to play RPOs. Every time you play middle of the field coverage, they run RPOs, so they're running slants. It's bang, bang plays, but they're 10-yard plays. Uh, then you try to play other things to take that away, and it's hard to stop the run. Um, so I think the offense um, that we have in college football, you know, right now is very, very difficult to defend. Um, not in the old-fashioned offense. Um, it's spread. Uh, lots of lots of very difficult plays to defend, and um, you know, so we have to score a lot of points if we're going to win. But we have to play better on defense too. Go to Brett Hudson. Coach, y'all started the game with two defensive linemen on the field and like a two-four-five more frequently, and then it went to more of the three-three-five base style in the second half was there a reason for for that adjustment or was there what was the thought process behind the two four five to start well i already addressed that as well um uh, i said we wanted to play with a more athletic front because of the quarterback uh, in the first half we couldn't stop the run uh, so at halftime we went back to our regular nickel stuff so we we're a little bigger and could play the run better we'll finish up with james ogletree James? Yeah, sorry. Uh, Coach, you have always prided yourself on being strong up the middle, and that has seemed to be a particular, um, particularly pressing issue the last two games. Is there a particular um, reason that you can point to? Is it you know, safeties need to be better downhill, linebackers, man coverage? Is, is there anything in particular that you can point to for the middle of the field? I think it's a combination of things. I think we have to do a better job of playing blocks up front. I think we have to do a better job of fitting things with the linebackers in the secondary. Uh, I think we have to do a better job of coverage in the secondary. And um, the biggest issue, guys, is you've got to get off the field on third down. Uh, and, you know, we haven't done that yet this year, uh, which extends drives and gives the other team more and more opportunities to make plays and score points. So, um, you know, we, we've never played this way on defense. It's certainly not what we um, aspire to try to be as a defensive team, and we're going to work hard with our players. I, I believe in our players, all right? and I think we uh, have to get our players to uh, play better. I think we're capable of it. Uh, I think this is a good offensive team, um, and 
there'll be a lot of opportunities for us to learn and grow from this game. Okay, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Coach. Thank Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Henderson along with Mick Gillespie coming to you on this wild, wild night of college football. 10-10-2020. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is the post-game reaction and call-in show. And my goodness, Mick, I mean, it's been uh, pretty incredible to see all of, not only this score, but all of the scores today throughout college football. Um, I mean, you, you'll you'll kind of, you know, pair, pair the host with me tonight and then we'll take your calls and we'll have Nick Saban's press conference. We got tons of stuff coming your way. We're going to take your calls um, as well right here on Bam Insider. But Mick, I mean, my goodness, I mean, this has just been um, an onslaught of offense to say the least. Yeah, good to see you, Kyle. Look, I, I don't even know where to even start this game other than, um, you know, if you're Alabama, a 63-48 win, and that I guess that's what the final score is going to be. There's still a minute left, but uh, you take it. I mean, there are so many things that we can look at and say could have been better, right? But at the same time, I mean, you want to win these football games, and this one was ugly. It was ugly, but it's a win, and I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to be LSU, you know. You're looking back, and you had a bad game, and you lost. Alabama had a bad game, but they still won. Sure. All right. Um, just a few minutes. We'll have uh, Nick Saban's press conference and then we'll take your calls. Uh, call in line right now at the bottom of the screen. So uh, we're just going to provide some context as Alabama closes us out. I actually have uh, the stats that I'm going to uh, screenshot right now. So uh, that's the screenshot that you heard as I uh, do some work in real time and, and get that information out to you. I mean, it's, it's really been, um, I, I think, kind of a story of good and bad because the offense maybe not even good. I mean, the offense has been exceptional, superb. I mean, what they've been able to do uh, through four quarters has really been amazing. And I mean, you you look at what they did last week against Texas A&M. You look at what they're doing tonight against Ole Miss. And I'm about to pop up the stats in uh, three, two, uh, one. And I mean, it's really remarkable. I mean, talk about kind of some of these stats on, on the board right now, Mick. Well, first off, Mac Jones, I mean, game for him you know like when Ole Miss would score he'd lead the team back down the field 28 of you know of 32 and he had 417 yards as you can see in two touchdowns but I mean just poison the pocket he was controlling the offense at all times uh, Alabama was balanced we knew that they were going to try to get the run game going Najee Harris with a huge day not one not two not three but five touchdowns 23 carries, 206 yards, and uh, uh, Brian Robinson had a touchdown. So that's six touchdowns on the ground today. And I felt like every time Alabama needed a big play, Mac Jones was getting the ball into the right person's hands. Coming to you from uh, beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We got Tony Sukalis up in Oxford, Mississippi. And um, these are kind of the game stats of what we have posted right here on Bam Insider. We'll take your calls uh, in just a few minutes. And we're also going to have, um, it looks like Mick has game balls. I mean, it, it, Mick, this, handing this, out a, a game ball. Are, <laughs> are any of those game balls going to anybody on the defensive side of the ball? <laughs> oh, but the All-State Andrew Knifer footballs. These are little mini footballs. I can't even hold five footballs. This is this is Najee's day right here. You know, five <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, that's it's really a, a phenomenal. You know, we just had a thirty-nine yarder to kind of put the game out of reach. Um, but I, the defense—that's you know, a whole other 
uh, discussion right now. I mean, uh, you got to give Ole Miss credit. Lane Kiffin came in with a game plan, and these guys executed. You know, it just seemed like Ole Miss always had a guy open, and they always had a running back that was <laughs> untouched. Um, this is one of the worst defensive games that I can remember uh, seeing Alabama play in a long time. I mean, just it, man, I'm telling you, I I don't remember Alabama playing this bad. Yeah, I mean, so uh, game's over. Nick Saban and uh, Lane Kiffin exchanged some words in mass. We can't, you know, I'd love to hear what they said to each other. Um, final score what was the final score on that try. Okay, Alabama sixty-three, Ole Miss uh, forty-eight. Is that? Is that the final? Okay, cool. All right. And in just a, just a few minutes, we'll have, um, you know, Nick Saban's uh, post game uh, right here on BamaInsider.com. And um, I think we're going to uh, already have uh, some calls coming in. So kind of how the show will work is um, we'll, we'll take the calls um, and then we will break and we will try to do a tightrope and we will try to pair in uh, Nick Saban and uh, get you that. So uh, Tyler, I think Tyler will be, uh, is good for the calls. He's going to push out um, some of those calls. And, um, and I think we should be able to uh, take a couple callers right now. While Tyler gets some work out, I'll, I'll just go ahead and take these callers uh, blindly right now. And then we'll uh, get uh, Tyler in the mix. All right. First uh, caller in on the queue. Hello, you're on the line with Kyle Henderson and Mick Gillespie who on the line with, and where are you calling in from? Hi, my name is Perry. I'm from Springville, Alabama. All right, go ahead, buddy. You're on. You're on the show, man. Uh, give us your take on this game tonight. So, obviously, I've been a big Alabama fan my entire life, and at the end of the day, Golding got out schemed tonight by Kiffin. And I think the biggest issue is with this defense is it's not like it's something different every week. You know, we saw in the first week it's running backs out of the backfield. You know, we're like, okay, it's Drew Sanders. It's not the number ones. Well, we saw the same thing last week and now this week. And then it's tackling. Well, that's last week, and it's mainly the linebackers, which is Golding's position group. And so I wonder at this point, is Golding just getting out-schemed by these elite offensive minds? Or is it a lack of attention to detail? Or is it just our players aren't? being developed at what they used to be obviously offenses are different and everything in the game has changed but it's the same mistakes week in and week out you know if Ole Miss had any defense we lose this game there our defense is three three stops were two bad snaps and then Lane Kiffin deciding to kick to get it to eight so they can have a chance to go down and score at the end of the game you know it wasn't golden and this defense is passive. It's three-man rush, three-man rush, three-man rush. When have you ever seen that as at a, at a, out of an Alabama defense? All right. Well, for, first of all, thank you very much for calling. I think, um, I mean, Mick, do you want to take that opening and then I'll kind of chime in? Yeah, I don't remember an Alabama defense looking like this. I mean, and I go way back. I mean, I've seen some teams that weren't very good, but the the missed tackles first off, I mean, it, that was really hard to watch. You know, it wasn't just big plays or, you know, like last week I thought there were a couple of uh, missed tackles. But for the most part, I thought the defense played really well. But uh, today it was – I mean, th there were missed tackles all over the place. The running backs were coming out of the backfield untouched. Um, guys were at position. And it just – it seemed like Alabama was always a play or two behind on defense. And I kept waiting. I thought, okay, this is going to be – they make big play. But 
it just never happened. The defense never made a big play today. It was all the offense. Alabama will get the ball back and, uh, you know, and score. I'm not sure what the answer is. The, you know, Malachi Moore looked like a freshman today. I mean, he really did. You know, and, and, I, and you look at, like, some of the guys um, – that you expect to be good, and and they weren't good. You know, like there there really wasn't that much pressure on the quarterback. You know, they 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 were they got to Kellen Mond a lot, even though they didn't sack him. They were back there a whole bunch last week. There was really no pressure on the quarterback at all in this football game. You know, if I'm great in this defense, I mean, you know, just be D or if, I mean, that's like a D or a D minus today. You know, just a little bit short of an F. I'm not giving them an F because, you know, they won the football game and that's it, you know, like that. And you got to give a lot of credit to a team that wins. And and I know if, if Ole Miss had any kind of defense, you know, you give up 600 and some yards and your offense gets 700 and some yards, you know, that's a good thing. But um, they looked tired. They looked out of position and th- they just didn't look prepared to me. I don't know, Kyle. I mean, I just, I just, it didn't look like Alabama team and I saw the comment it, it did remind me of Oklahoma or Big 12 football all right yeah we um we're actually going to move to our next caller over there thank you very much for calling in we appreciate it and I'm sure a lot of people are going to call about the defense uh next caller that we have uh calling in is uh we're going to take it it is Jarek uh calling in uh uh what's going on Jarek you're, you're in on the line man I mean help us break down this defense I mean it was uh, pretty appalling to see uh, kind of, you know, what, what was done tonight on the defensive side of the ball. But it's uh, like I was talking with Mick early on. It was amazing to see this offense. It's like this this incredible offense and then this terrible defense. I mean, let's break it down <laughs> from a schematic standpoint. Well, first of all, before I, before I start, I want to uh, give a huge shout-out to Lane Kiffin. Uh, he was the MVP today for deciding to kick that field goal because if it wasn't for that field goal, Ole Miss probably would have – got the fourth and 13 and scored, and we probably would have been in overtime. So huge shout to Lane Kiffin for going for the field goal. <laughs> um, but defensively, um, you know, it's everything I talked about last week. And, I, and again, you know, it, it's kind of hard to base the defense off of two games, but based off what I saw the last couple of weeks, I, I knew that this defense was going to be in trouble against spread, off, uh, spread offense. Um, we, it's a combination of all things with this defense, Cal. Uh, Pete Golding – cannot can't adjust he can't adjust mid-game uh we continue to go and you know i can't even say that we were in a lot of man-to-man coverage concepts even though that we were in a lot of man-to-man coverage concepts but then we try to switch the zone and we try to rush three and we try to do some zones we try to do some more zone schemes and we still got burnt um it's a lack of discipline um i i saw constantly through the entire game that we kept we kept trying to get the plate we tried to we uh we kept trying to get the uh, the audibles the adjustments in uh, you know, Dylan Moses looked lost trying to get the play calls in. I don't know if that's a golden issue, if that's, if that's him. But the secondary had a, a bunch of failures when it came to miscommunication. Um, there were a lot of times that we were just misaligned on the defensive line and we were out of position, we were out of place, we couldn't make tackles in the open field. These players, Kyle, because I think it's a combination. It's, it's 100% golden's fault because that's on him and he needs to be fired after this year. But these players are not developed. They, these players are not developed properly. And, you know, I heard earlier on the show when I was watching your post game, not your post game, but during the show that, you know, is, is this just a new type of defense, right? Is this a new type of defense? Our defense, you know, the, you know we're high scoring. It's more high scoring games. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that at all because I look at Georgia's defense 
and I look at and I look at how they play against the spread, and, and they're one of the best teams against the spread. I look at Clemson's defense, and I look at them and how they play against the spread. The defensive coordinator adjusts mid game and um, adjusts mid games and having different concepts with an established pass rush going. I see Ohio State and Oregon last year what they were going to do against spread concepts, spread defenses, as they were one of the best teams in the country. Alabama does not have the personnel. They got talent, but they don't have the developed personnel to, to, to stop these spread offenses. It was a concern last year, and it's a concern this year. Matter of fact, it's worse because, this, because the secondary last year was experienced. You had almost everybody back uh, from the 2018 defense in your secondary. This year, you barely have any experience at all. Even with the experience of Patrick Tan and Jordan Battle, who shockingly Battle was our best player in the secondary, they got burnt to a T. Once again, Sertan could not handle the physical wide receivers, jamming, trying to jam them off the, off the line of scrimmage. He couldn't do that successfully. And, you know, our, our D, this is just how it is. This is, this is how it is. This is just how it's going to be. And I am worried about that Georgia game because, no, Georgia doesn't have a spread offense. Georgia is more of a pro. They're more pro style. But you know what Georgia does better than almost everybody in the country? They dictate the line of scrimmage. And what did Alabama do in this game? They got dominated. They got, they got made into little boys off the, line of, uh, off the line of scrimmage against an Ole Miss offensive line that last year was ranked as one of the worst O-lines in the country. All right, that's Jarek from Buffalo. Thank you very much for calling in, Jarek. We'll catch up with you next time. Always great stuff. And uh, you, you, I love the way you break it down. Tons of callers on the queue, so I got to move quick. And then we also got Nick Saban. So thank you very much for calling in, buddy. Yep, no problem. All right, that was Jarek from Buffalo. Um, how this is going to work, I'm going to get the heads up from um, Trey Yanity. We're back in the studio, so we're doing a lot of different things. So I, I know you're in the queue, and I know you guys can hear me. So as soon as I can get you on, I'm going to get you on, and then we're going to have Nick Saban, and then I'm going to um, we're going to have to you know bring Saban in live, and then I, we'll bring in the calls as we go forward. But everybody wants to hear from Saban, so I want to definitely make sure that you get that. And next, we're going to take uh, Demarco from Georgia. Demarco, um, let's see if we can get Demarco on. One second, please. DeMarco, what's up? What's up, Cal? How you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. Holy cow, man. I, I was asking people to, you know, uh, take some drinks from me, you know, because I, I can't drink, you know, obviously I'm working on the show, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who are having multiple drinks in that game. Um, you know, there's a, there's tons to break down and we've already kind of looked at the stats overall. I mean, it's it's really incredible right. to see the amount of yardage that was put up by both sides of the team. The offense on one side doing a fantastic job. Mac Jones, 28 to 32, 417 yards at two touchdowns. Matt Carell on the other side trying to out him <laughs> with 365 yards. Um, you're on the show, man. Take it away, DeMarco. Right, 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 right. Thanks, thanks, Tyler. Mick, you look awesome as well. <laughs> but uh, so real quick, going to give you four things I'm going to shoot out real quick and rapid fire, and then I'll call back in later and kind of follow up with some things. So first thing, Texas A&M's win um, adds very, very, uh, a lot of value to our season. That was a big time win out of how we handled them the previous week. Mac Jones proved he was QB1 and undoubtedly uh, the Heisman uh, front runner for this season. It's not even a question. He silenced all of the haters, did his job. Uh, he really balled out. The defense um, is diabolical at this point in time. Uh, the previous two weeks, we could trace back the points given up to mental errors and mistakes that were made, whether it was Drew Sanders or uh, Dylan Moses getting fooled. Um, but whatever the case is, we could chalk those up to mental errors. This week, we uh, clearly were out schemed. We did not generate enough pressure. And I don't care if you have Deion Sanders, uh, Sean Taylor, 
and whoever else on that back end. You can't cover for seven seconds. It's just not going to happen. They were a little soft on the back end. They gave up a lot of in-breaking routes, so that's just not going to get it done. And when you got young guys up front, Will Anderson did a great job. He kept his motor going. But when you got young guys up front who really can't get that pressure quite like that, you got to dial up the heat peep. And he looked about as lost as you can look on the sideline right before the, um, we went up 42, I think. Uh, he looked about as lost as I've ever seen anyone look. And then back to the 2016 defense, which is what we need to get back to. It was great because of the leaders we had. Um, and it's just that simple. But those are the quick four hot takes I got, four or five hot takes. I'll call back in later on and, uh, so we can hurry up and get uh, to Coach Nick Saban. Yeah, okay. So I, I know there's callers in the queue, and I want to get to everybody. Um, as soon as I can. And, and we're, we're not going to rush a show. We're going to have time for, for all of our callers. And I know there's callers in the queue right now. I'm waiting for Nick Saban um, to come on. And then what I'm going to do, because I don't want to interrupt you when we're, when we're on the line, because I have to mute you because, you know, obviously we got to get the goats on here. We got to get kind of his breakdown. And of course, you can watch the Nick Saban press conference in its entirety right here on our YouTube channel, along with Lane Kiffin. We're going to put that on as well. So we're going to have tons to talk about, and I, I'm going to take your calls. And we're not going to rush. A, we're not going to rush a show. We want to take take our time, break it all down. Um, Mick, as we continue to look at these, and and I know the callers are on the queue, so just you can you can call back, um, and then we'll take your calls, or you can just wait on the line. It's up to you guys. So I just want to kind of bounce back from uh, Mick real quick while we're waiting for Saban. I got Trey Yannity right to the um, you know right of me. Trey, still no Saban, right? Okay. Okay, we had a microphone issue with Saban. We're still we're the the, the tightrope behind the scenes. I'm gonna make a, a, a show for you guys, kind of behind the scenes, so you guys can all see like what goes on. Um, but but I mean, look at the screen. I mean, Mix Mix not even saying anything. He's shocked. I mean, he's uh, he's in disbelief from these uh, stats, right, Mick? Yeah, I mean, you know, I tweeted out that this game kind of reminded me, and I I don't remember, I wasn't alive back then, but you know, there's a legendary Alabama game against Ole Miss in 1969, and uh, Archie Manning and Scott Hunter went back and forth, and Alabama, despite I think five touchdowns from Archie Manning, won the football game, and this kind of reminded me of a modern day version of that, 63 to 48, you know, it back and forth until really the very end of this game. Alabama with some cosmetics at the end of this thing to, okay, you know, we to got make it look good. I'm sorry, Mick, to interrupt you. No, let's hear it from Coach. All right, we're going to try to do the the stream. So uh, give me a second while I try to tightrope this real quick and um, see if I can get there for you guys. This will be great. I mean, I'm really curious to hear what Nick Saban's going to say. I, I think he's going to be a lot more positive than negative. I, I think he's going to throw us all a curveball. Let me see if I can get to it. It's kind of like because they just started allowing us to stream it. So sometimes it's kind of a, a bit of a tightrope. Um, so just uh, give me one second while I do this. And I apologize if I'm uh, if I'm not getting it to you as quick as you guys need it to. So give me one second. Seems like every time they get into these type of situations, Kyle, and I, as soon as you get Nick Saban on, I'll just get out of the way. But he always, you know, we're so fired up right now. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just looking at these stats and let it let it go. All right, one second, hold on. I see him up there. I just think he's going to be a lot more positive than the negative. But I think in his heart, he knows there's some <laughs> there's some issues. There's some issues that they're going to have to address. Okay. I mean, it just doesn't get much worse than that. All right, let's see. 
onside kicks it could have made a huge difference in that? the game. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, all in all, um, we've had some real crazy games over here. Uh, and this was another one. Uh, I think that some lessons to be learned. Um, you know, we got to have great preparation to be able to play well in a game. Um, obviously, we need to do a better job of that as coaches uh, so that, you know, our players have a better chance to be successful on the field. I don't think we tackled very well in the game. I don't know if it was the surface or what, but uh, all these things are things that we can work on and try to improve and must improve. But um, great job of playing for four quarters. Great job of competing for 60 minutes. Um, played with a lot of toughness. Was very physical out there. Uh, showed a lot of resiliency to keep playing. Got some stops at the end of the game when we needed to. Um, so I'm really proud of our team for the way they competed in this game. Well, I already addressed it, really. I mean, we struggled. I didn't do anything well, um, didn't stop the run, um, gave up some big plays in the back end, um, got picked. Um, you know, so didn't couldn't get the quarterback on the ground when we needed to, even when we got some pressure. Uh, we had some mistakes in coverage. We got picked in coverage. Um, you know, we just didn't play very well. And um, I'm responsible for that. Um, and we got to do a better job as coaches to try to help put our guys in a better position. When we did get off the field on third down, they went for it on fourth down. They went fast. We never got lined up. They must have converted, you know, three or four fourth down you know, situations in the game. Um, just gave up too many big plays, and uh, we just we just got to get better. Everybody on defense has got to play better. Okay, we'll go to Michael Casagrande. Nick, just to feel uh, when a shootout like that on the sideline, how does it, how do you keep things calm on the sideline when there's a high stress high leverage? Well, I'm not really calm. You know, I'm boiling and bubbling, um, you know, trying to be encouraging to the players. Uh, try to make the best adjustments that we could make at halftime. Um, it seemed like everything we did, though, they had an answer for. I don't know if they had our signals or what, but um, I'm, I'm not that, – that's not anything unusual. Um, but, you know, it seemed like every time we called something, they had the best play that they could have against it. And, um, you know, we, we, we and they had a really good plan. You know, Lane is a really good coach. They got a good offensive team. They've got some good players on offense. And we didn't do a very good job of executing what we need to do on defense to stop them. You know, we pr tried to play with a more athletic nickel team in the beginning of the game and couldn't stop the run. So we went back to our regular nickel stuff at halftime and, um, you know, played a little better. Um, but still had lots of opportunities to get off the field. And when you're playing against these teams that go fast, when you get a chance to get off the field, you got to get off the field. Uh, and we didn't do that. But you know, our guys competed, man. They played hard. They tried to stop them right to the end. Uh, I know we didn't execute very well, and you could say it was ugly at times. And, um, again, I'm responsible for that, and we just got to do a better job with our players. We'll go to Dennis Dodd. Nick, I know you probably weren't happy with your defense today, but it's happening all over in college football. Maybe an average SEC team gave up 33 points in this game. Is, is it time to maybe just evaluate what playing good defense means, you know, 
Well, I, I think there's a lot of advantages to the offense. You know, the quarterback runs a quarterback draw. Um, you know, and their offensive line's blocking a running play, and then they throw a pop pass to the tight end. Um, you know, I don't know if there's anybody downfield or not. Um, you know, it's just hard to play RPOs. Every time you play middle of the field coverage, they run RPOs, so they're running slants. It's bang, bang plays, but they're 10-yard plays. Uh, then you try to play other things to take that away, and it's hard to stop the run. Um, so I think the offense um, that we have in college football, you know, right now is very, very difficult to defend. Um, not any old-fashioned offense. Um, it's spread. Uh, lots of lots of very difficult plays to defend and um you know so we have to score a lot of points if we're going to win but we have to play better on defense too go to brett hudson coach y'all started the game with two defensive linemen on the field like two four five more frequently then meant more of the three three five base on the second half is there a reason for well, I already addressed that as well. Um, uh, I said we wanted to play with a more athletic front because of the quarterback. Uh, in the first half, we couldn't stop the run. Uh, so at halftime, we went back to our regular nickel stuff. So we we're a little bigger and could play the run better. We'll finish up with James Ogletree. James? <laughs> Well, I think it's a combination of things. I think we have to do a better job of playing blocks up front. I think we have to do a better job of fitting things with the linebackers in the secondary. Uh, I think we have to do a better job of coverage in the secondary. And um, the biggest issue, guys, is you got to get off the field on third down. Uh, and, you know, we haven't done that yet this year, uh, which extends drives and gives the other team more and more opportunities to make plays and score points. So, um, you know, we, we've never played this way on defense. It's certainly not what we um, aspire to try to be as a defensive team, and we're going to work hard with our players. I, I believe in our players, all right? And I think we uh, have to get our players to uh, play better. I think we're capable of it. Uh, I think this was a good offensive team, um, and there'll be a lot of opportunities for us to learn and grow from this game. Okay, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, guys. We'll get players in here in just a sec. All right. That was Nick Saban. And, uh, of course, we'll um, – so what we're going to do, the game plan is – because sometimes, you know, this is live. So the game plan is we're going to upload Nick Saban's press conference in its entirety – um, like you guys are accustomed to, we got two mix on the screen, so we're going to remove this mic and we're going to add this mic. That was that, that was a magician right there, and we got uh, tons. Of so I, I want to tell everybody, we're going to have Nick Saban's full press conference loaded momentarily. 
Um, and then you can watch that. So be sure and subscribe right now to our YouTube channel so you can get that notification to watch Saban's Presser. We just had the, um, you know, the audio at this point. So a, a lot of this is like the tight roping, you know, trying to do all this live, but we, we heard it. So we're, we're getting there. But next time we want to make sure it's fixed. Tons of calls on the line. My name is Kyle Henderson of BandmanInsider.com. If you guys could hit the thumbs up button, we'd really appreciate it. This is Mick Gillespie. Um, together, we, you know, part of BandmanInsider.com. Of course, Tyler Waldrop behind the studio. We got tons of calls. Um, we, we got we got over 15 callers in the queue. So we're going to we're going to hear you guys and then we're going to move on. So right now, Ryan from Alabama, you are on the line. Um, Ryan, what's up, buddy? It's your show. Take it. What's up, Kyle? How you doing, man? Man, my goodness. It was uh, when, when I look at these stats, it's really mind blowing because 723 yards from the offensive side was fantastic. And I keep saying this again and again, 646 yards by Lane Kiffin. And these guys played fantastic. I mean, Matt Corral was a magician. I mean, but but look at this. I've never seen. And I think Tyler said it was the first time since 2004 that um, Alabama has allowed two players to rush for 100 yards in the same game. Two players. Um, Snoop Connor had 128 yards and um, Ely had 121. What's your take on the game? Go ahead. Well, I think defensively we got to work on stuff, man. We got a lot to improve on. Uh, we got to be able to cover a uh, running back and a tight end out of the backfield, man. We can't do it. Our middle linebackers are just giving up play after play after play, and it just keeps going. But I want to talk about Najee Harris, man. Yeah. 23 carries for 206 yards, averaging nine uh, per carry, man. Five touchdowns today. That is insane. Yeah. Uh, a final score of 63 to 48 is just not an Alabama score at all. And I think that I speak for every Alabama fan when I say we got a lot to do with uh, defense to get better. Mac Jones passing for 417 yards, man. Two touchdowns. He looked awesome tonight. Yeah. Mac Jones always looks great. I've, I've liked Mac since uh, since he's been playing back up for Jalen and Tua. You know, he's, he's been a phenomenal guy to bring in off the bench. And uh, this year, I feel like Max really stepped up. He's definitely the Heisman front runner right now. He's one of the best looking players in college football. I, I think, Ryan, and thank you very much for, for calling. And, um, you know, we got several callers on the line. We'll get to you guys all tonight. We're not rushing the show by any means. We're going to take all your calls. So just be patient. We got Nick Saban's press conference in its entirety coming. So you guys can go watch that and then come back. Plenty of time to talk about everything. Uh, Ryan, I think you bring up some excellent points. I mean, Mac Jones has been fantastic. I mean, look at the efficiency. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways. I see the 417 yards. I see the two touchdowns. But look at the efficiency. 28 of 32. And it's not like these were all dink and dunks. I mean, he went downfield. He took shots. How about that play? It was a 45-yard pass from Jones to Waddle um, in the late in the fourth quarter. That was kind of the nail in the coffin. I mean, he's playing with so much poise, so much moxie. And you're right. He probably is the Heisman candidate when we kind of look. What, what do you think, Mick, when we kind of look at the, the players? I mean, obviously, Trevor Lawrence doing a great job as well. But when, and, and you're right. I mean, Najee Harris right there as well. Uh, but Mac Jones certainly making a push for that Heisman campaign at least for three weeks. Yeah, wouldn't it be something if of Tua and Jalen, if Mac Jones ends up winning the Heisman and they didn't? You know, and, and I never thought coming into this season that he would be someone who I would put in that category, but he's kind of becoming this year's Joe Burrow. Uh, every time Alabama made a mistake, he always just got him out of trouble. You know, it, it, think about, the, you know, towards the end of the game, they, they're, they're on the two-yard line and penalty, penalty. And then he just finds a way to get the ball in the end zone again. And the mm -hmm. blocking was good on the play. Um, but, I mean, we're only talking about three games. It's a 10-game season, so it's not like, you know, a 12-game season. It's condensed. You're, these are all conference games. So it's tougher than normal. And, and this guy's poise, composure, 
his accuracy, his leadership put him in that in the at the top of the conversation. If anyone watched the football game today, they're going to come out with a couple things. First off, Alabama's defense isn't good, at least not right now, and it wasn't tonight, right? And I and I'm I was dead wrong. I thought last week I watched the defense and I said, hey, they gave up a bunch of yards. But there was one play that I felt like, hey, that that was a mistake play. There was an interception, you know. I'm like, I'm not, I'm I'm accounting for like 14. Tonight they just had zero answers. Ole Miss stopped themselves. The second thing is that Mac Jones is everything that you could have ever asked for and more. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I'm just absolutely impressed. And I do think that it's you know it's going to be him. And Trevor Lawrence right now at the top of that conversation for the Heisman. All right. We're going to move on to our next caller. Thank you very much for calling in, Ryan. We really appreciate it. Um, we're going to move to Robert from Alabama. He's saying the defense is so bad. Uh, Robert, you're on with uh, Kyle Henderson, Mick Gillespie. Uh, we're going to change the banner at the bottom. But, um, Robert, go ahead, man. It's your show. Uh, I got to apologize, guys. Earlier this today, I told my friend, you know, maybe Alabama defense isn't as bad as we thought. I mean, look at what Missouri did to LSU, and look at what uh, Texas A&M did to Florida, and Alabama did a good job. You know, you know, and as well as we were liked against those teams, but they, you know, they held them under thirty. So maybe our defense isn't as bad as we thought. And boom! <laughs> so I'm sorry, Alabama fans out there. I shouldn't have come. I should have stayed worried, like I was every weekend and week out. And they would have played better tonight. I totally blame myself. It had to be me from for you know the, the announcers jinx. Well, I gave our defense a compliments jinx, and I shouldn't. I should have just stayed worried like I always had been for the rest of the season. So, so for now, I'm gonna stay worried the rest of the season, and maybe we'll have another pathetic performance like we did tonight. Because this was just beyond pathetic. But okay, I'm gonna, let's let's start on a positive note with the compliments though. Mac Jones, of course, is absolutely the real deal. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's Heisman moment was tonight uh, against Miami. After this, the, this is the best team he's going to play for the rest of the season. Mike Jones has game after game after game to put up Heisman-like numbers against much better competition. Next week against Georgia, that will be the game that will put him on the Heisman map and probably elevate him to front runner if he keeps his pace up. The game against Georgia, Trevor Lawrence will have nothing on his schedule anywhere near that. And of course, the Iron Bowl is always the Iron Bowl. And LSU is always LSU, regardless of how poor they're they're playing. So, imagine runs his schedule the way he's run playing because he'll he right now he'll he's listen. Last week he was the top uh, at the number one Q, uh, Q, QB rating last week, and he should have it this week. And Trevor Lawrence won't have that. So if, if he keeps this pace up, he will win. Our offense has studs on top of studs. Yep. They, they all shine tonight. Our defense is right now is an absolute dud. And Pete Golding. The guy looks clueless. If we could have seen his face through that mask, I think we would see him look. You remember how uh, Dallas old co- coach uh, uh, Ryan? I guess the name was. I can't think. I think the name was Ryan. The uh, Bumfield's son's coach looked clueless on the sideline when they. I imagine we would peek older with. I think that mask would have hit how clueless he looked on the sideline from because the guy had no clue. The defense had no clue, and it. It, and it just drove us all insane. A 63, what was it, 56 to 48? 56 points on the board, and we're sweating the game. That's that's embarrassing. It's, it's, and if Mac Jones and the, uh, the office wasn't 
the studs that they are, this we would have lost this game embarrassingly. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, 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 we can't celebrate a 63-point game. We can't fully celebrate all these awesome performances by Najee Harris, by uh, Devontae Smith, J- Jalen Waller, Mac Jones, because we're so bummed out over the defense. All right. Clemson would have cleaned our clocks today. Mm, that's Thank true. You for, Thank you for calling in, Robert. We got to move to our next caller. Thank you very right, much. Guys. We're going to move to Derek in uh, Georgia in just a second. Thank you very much, Robert. Always uh, providing some good context. It's been a while since Robert called, by the way. So definitely call again, Robert. You always provide some great context. We got Derek from Georgia calling in. Derek on the show, man. Go ahead. Take it away. Yo, what's up, Cal? What's up, man? Thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, Mick Gillespie and me just sitting here, man, just um, really mind-boggling to see Alabama and uh, Ole Miss go at it. I mean, it seems like, you know, these two teams always have their time in the sun and it's, you know, always these wild and wacky games, as Nick Saban, you know, said in his post-conference. And by the way, the post-conference almost ready um, to go to watch in its entirety. Um, But you're on the show, man. Take it away. Man, man, I I just want to talk about our pass rush, really. I mean, the lack of effort on our pass rush, it was just a little bit disappointing that we didn't get any sacks. We had so many opportunities to get some sacks and put some third down drives away. But the lack of sacks that we got from our pass rush, man, it really hurt. Like I said, we got to get some, some, some more effort on our defense and containment. I don't know if it was the, the ground. I don't know if it was the weather. But, I mean, we had so many opportunities to get some – some sacks, man, to put this thing away. And like the other callers, I got to give some credit to Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is playing lights out. Like I say, he looks like a vintage A.J. McCarron. Uh, I mean, he's poised in the pocket. He's making plays. Uh, I just got to give some credit to Mac Jones. I'm really, really excited to see him and hope we finish out and be able to take care of Georgia uh, next week. But, man, we really got to do, do better on defense. We really got to do better on defense. Yeah, I, I think so. I think when you look at kind of, you know, the, the the play of Mac Jones, I mean, it's really been amazing to see um, just what he's been able to do and how he's been able to orchestrate this offense. I mean, you look at a guy that came in and had a lot of doubters, and I think that really inspired him to play up to this level, to play to this ability. And you see him and his efficiency. I'm going to talk about his efficiency all week long going into this next game against Georgia. And I think when you're Kirby Smart and you're a part of Georgia, you look at the efficiency, and I think it's very difficult. As Robert said, I mean, there's so many offensive weapons. I mean, pick your poison, right? you got Jalen Waddle. You have um, Devontae Smith, who, by the way, had an incredible night against uh, Ole Miss. I mean, remember what he did last time against Ole Miss, 11 receptions for 274 yards and five touchdowns, and that was last year. This time around, 13 receptions, 164 yards. He also had a rushing touchdown as well. So, so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. But when we look to the defense, I mean, the stats right here, I keep holding up the stats because it's atrocious. I've oh. never seen this before. And and tell me this. I mean, Derek, have I mean, are there future concerns or is Ole Miss that one team that you felt that could take Alabama down the wire? Or are you kind of worried about even this next game against Georgia? I mean, I, I just don't see that Georgia has the firepower to to keep up with Alabama in, in one of these track meets. I don't think Georgia has a firepower. I mean, the thing about it, the, the thing I'm thinking about is we got one, we got some concerns on defense. I think Dylan Moses has really struggled the last two games with containing the running back out of the backfield and making coverage plays. 
that that's a big concern for me. I think Lane Kiffin is like none other coach. I got to give credit for Lane yeah. Kiffin. No other coach would gamble as much as Lane Kiffin did tonight and taking fourth down plays and gambling that much. So I don't think Kirby Smart, I don't think Jeremy Pruitt, I don't think any other coach would gamble that much. I think there will be a lot more conservative, and I don't think our defense will have to perform uh, to that high of level. But I really, I, I'm, I'm not impressed with Dylan Moses with containing the quarterback, containing the, 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 the running back out of the backfield. It's been two games back-to-back that he's been beat consecutively. And then, our de- I mean, the defense let two teams walk down the field on us, and it's not precedent for Alabama's defense to do that. Mick, chime in there. Yeah, look, and, and it's not going to get any easier. I mean, they got Georgia this week and Tennessee next week. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're talking about two huge games, rivalry games. I watched Georgia and Tennessee today. I'm not overwhelmed with Georgia's quarterback, but the rest of their team is stacked. Tennessee can do some things, but their offense isn't like the one that we saw today. Lane Kiffin, four for four going for it on fourth down today. He took a lot of chances. The onside kick really was the thing that put them out of the game. Um, and I think he knew that if Alabama got the ball, the way that Mac Jones was commanding the offense and all the playmakers and what they were doing, that they would probably score. But he gave Alabama a short field, and that, in essence, lost the game for Ole Miss. But um, Lane Kiffin was very motivated in this game. You know, he 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 gets a lot of attention for kind of just needling Nick Saban. He had an, an excellent game plan. His guys were ready to go. He knew what to expect. His team was able to execute. But at the end of the day, it's that guy on the screen right there, Mac Jones, who uh, won this thing for Alabama. You know, they couldn't have done it without him. Uh, I thought that, you know, he had some really great games already this season, but today was his best work because at any moment, if Alabama turns the ball back over to Ole Miss and they go up a couple of scores, I don't think Alabama's defense would have had the ability to get stopped. And we saw – the same situation that we ran into last year with Joe Burrow and LSU, where you know there, the band couldn't stop them to get the ball back enough to give Tua a chance to win the football game, you know, and it, and it's like you're constantly trying to catch up, you know, and the, the what Mac Jones was able to do by scoring points is it was always either even or Alabama was ahead in the second half and they never fell behind and that's why they won this football game. This was a really dangerous game. And this is what's going to happen, too. You know, this is what's going to happen, Kyle, and everyone watching. You play this SEC State every week, and you don't have Chattanooga mixed in there, and you don't have the Citadel mixed in there and some of these other cupcakes. You know, this is like the NFL, man. Every single game, someone can do something to beat you. Go ask LSU about that today with Missouri. All right, we are going to move on to our next caller. Thank you very much, Derek. We appreciate you calling in. We are going to go to Tim from Mississippi wants to talk about Pete Colding and the scheme <laughs> being straight horrible. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's get Tim on. And uh, Tim, you're on the line, man. It's your show. I know you want to talk about Pete Golding. Same with same with our 30 callers that are in the queue, man. You guys just hang tight. We're gonna get to you. We're gonna take care of everybody as best we can. Tim from Mississippi. And, and before we start, Tim, real quick, um, I, I just want to tell everybody uh, the Nick Saban press conference 
is now posted on our YouTube channel. So that's why it's important to hit that subscription button right now, the thumbs up, but go watch the Nick Saban press conference or you can watch it after we're done here. Um, we're going to go for a while. So um, it, it's up to you, but the Nick Saban press conference now loaded for you um, and you should definitely go check that out. But um, here is Tim from Mississippi and um, Tim, go how, ahead. Buddy. How you doing, Cal and Mick? How y'all doing this evening? Doing great, man. Thank you very much for calling in. Uh, I don't believe it's Dylan Moses at the linebacker position that's the problem, or even Harrison. You got Pete Golden is the defensive coordinator and the middle linebacker coach. And, and, I, and I'm not beating him up this evening, but as, as that position coach, first of all, you have to coach those players to look for certain things. And, and the running back been going out the backfield for the last three games. Yep. Running back been coming out the backfield, going right down the field, right down the sideline. So I wasn't surprised Kiffin attacked to that. And then the other thing is the whole, the, the personnel on defense, I, I truly believe is fine. But once again, if you are not putting players in position to perform, they're not going to perform. And it, it seems like, it seemed like, it seemed like, uh, Pete Golden was playing, I don't know, patty cake out there and Kiffin was just playing chess with him every single time. Going down the field every time, and I was—it was just embarrassing. It was embarrassing as an Alabama fan that loves defense to just watch this. And I don't know why Nick is continuing to carry him like this or what it is, but it, it was just sad. Now, second thing, Matt Jones is doing a great job. He is throwing the ball away when he has to throw it away. He don't hold it like Tua did. I think that was two of biggest problems holding it, trying to make a home run play. Matt is doing an excellent job. Fellas, y'all are doing an excellent job also. Thank you. I love y'all. God bless. Roll Tide. God bless you too, man. Thank you very much, Tim. We appreciate it. Next, we're going to move on. We got Hunter from Alabama wants to talk about the defense and the coaching aspect of the game. Um, all right, let's get uh, Hunter plugged in. Hunter, you're on. Go ahead, man. Take it away. Thank you very much for calling in. We really appreciate uh, you joining us with the show tonight. Yeah, man. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just I'm going to pose this question to you. Um, do you think this is a coaching issue um, with Pete Golding? Or do you think that, that – I, I don't know what it is. Um, I, I'm just frustrated tonight. I'm just really frustrated. Um, you know, last week, I thought we saw some glimmers of hope this defense finally getting over that curve uh, from last season. And then this week, we just face-planted. So is it coaching? Is it that, that uh, Kevin had a good scheme to confuse our defense? What do you, what do you think? I don't know. Let's start with you, Mick. I mean, I mean, when you there, there's a lot of you know areas to to talk about the defense. Obviously, um, I'll, I'll kind of point it to you, Mick, and then I'll uh, chime it in. And um, all right, take it easy, buddy. All right, go ahead, go ahead, Mick. Yeah, look, I I don't know. I mean, Pete Golding has been under fire from you know Alabama fans for a long time, and and also some people that follow the program. You know, you guys aren't the first that have really questioned his ability to coach a defense at this level. I mean, and, and we were spoiled. Look, we had Kirby smart for years 
And when Kirby Smart was the defensive coordinator, you know, Alabama was always at the top or the top defense in the league, and they always were able to stop the run. They made the opposition one-dimensional and then were able to work from there. They tackled, and they had the right schemes. And, and then we went through this thing where we couldn't keep anyone at that job or any of the coordinator jobs, you know, and it's like Nick Saban then kind of tried to find someone that he could groom into that spot, you know, someone like a Kirby who would be there for a while. And, you know, there's just a lot of questions is, is, you know, a after a game like tonight, and then you look at the stats from last week and, you know, even the first week and, and you're going, okay, you know, it, it, when's this experiment going to end? I mean, is it, you know, they're on the right side of the score tonight. They still gave up a ton of points and a, you know, a boatload of yards. Um, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that, you know, and I know if we're thinking it, then he's got to be thinking it too. I, I, I just don't know. I can't imagine him making a move in the middle of the season, but uh, the, the tackling and the, just the, the defense in general today got embarrassed. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. Well, you know, too, you think about it. We have uh, Charles Kelly on staff, who was a defensive coordinator at FSU. We have Charlie Strong, who had as an analyst role, who's also been a defensive coordinator and was very good at it when he was one. So I don't, I don't want to necessarily see Pete lose his job. Um, I don't know if he needs some 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 help from those from those more experienced coordinators. Or if, if he needs to be just a position coach, um, because I do think that he brings, he's a good recruiter and he brings a lot of energy to the team. Um, and, and I think that, that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give him a break, but at this point, it's just getting ridiculous. Thank you very much for joining us, Hunter. We appreciate it. We're going to move on to our next caller. And uh, we got uh, we got Chris from Alabama wants to talk about uh, Pete Golding. No surprise. <laughs> and uh, Chris, you're on, man. Thank you very much for joining us on the program tonight. We appreciate you joining us. Um, go ahead, man. It's your show. Take it away, buddy. Thanks for having me, Cal. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, um, I lo again, love the show. You guys rock. Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, what can I say? Um, I, I I I won't spend time taking uh, praising the offense because honestly, they, they the players they all stood, they all all players those players make plays. I'm gonna spend my time just dissecting that that defense more than what it clearly was. Because what in the world was that? That that is not a championship defense. That that defense that 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 defense gets gets Pete Golden fired and fired fired French fries the next day. That was disgusting. Really, the it, it, that was a record that everyone, everyone saw the game. They saw the stat that it was like since like nineteen, I want to say thirty nine. That was like the the most, the worst defensive played Bama 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 team of all, all time. Like from that effort, all those numerous long coverages, missed tackles, numerous missed tackles. By the way, because they could have been getting another job and got off the field numerous times. Um, but uh, say blowing coverages, uh, uh, not not being set in line and and uh, being 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 lost in the tempo, um, that 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 right there gets just um, ooh, it's infuriating. And you since like 2017, you, you know we're really good. And before then, we're really good if we like we have elite defensive play. Not 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 so much like big time offense play, but elite dis, dis, discipline defense play. 
Stephon like get he had a record for like nine offensive touchdowns. And you notice since like 2016, like we've had a decline. It's just been constantly just going down slope, and it just it just keeps going, keeps on going. And honestly, that from that whole that whole defense, the offense deserves to go to school. From what from what what the defense did tonight, they should stay in Oxford. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, a lot of people want to point the finger at Pete Golding. And I think, you know, I had said, you know, many times, and we talked about this before, that I wanted a larger sample size. And be careful what you ask for, because we got a larger sample size tonight of what how bad the defense is and how bad of shape that the Alabama defense is. And, I, and, and a couple points of that. Number one, Lane Kiffin is a fantastic offensive-minded coach. I think he he was going to be, you know, he's trying to be that first a former assistant to beat Nick Saban. Now Nick Saban, 21 uh, and 0 all time against former assistants, which is just mind blowing. But I think he had a great game plan, and and as you can see right here on the screen. That was taken to him on the ground. I mean, they went ground heavy. Um, you know, you saw Snoop Connor with 128 yards. You saw uh, Ely with 120 yards. When is the last time, if you're listening right now, if you're watching on the show, when is the last time that Alabama allowed two running backs to go for over 100 yards? Right. It, it's post Saban. I think it's 2004. So um, and, and I was talking with my guys earlier on this on the watch party. Think about this. This is this is crazy. Uh, since Pete Golding's been around, I mean, Alabama allowed 48 points to Ole Miss. They allowed uh, how many points was it against the LSU last year? And then they allowed 48 points to Auburn. Um, so and then they lost in the national title game, you know, against Clemson. So I, I think, you know, you, you kind of you look at a game like this and you look to, to point fingers. I mean, I think the defense is all responsible for this. Um, Saban, obviously not happy. And I mean, for once, you know, the mask, you know, it's kind of saved some F bombs that I think Saban was dropping. <laughs> and um, I think it's going to be a very uncomfortable uh, ride home for Pete Golding. Uh, what else you got, Chris, for us while you on the show? I mean, pretty much sum it up. I want to see that defense. No one talks in the defense at least at least until a day after. That would they they should be ashamed of themselves. That they 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 even allowed to dress in dress in their their crimson and white because that is that's not even SEC football. That's Big Twelve twelve effort. Mm -hmm. That's Pac twelve effort. Yeah. They, come on, we got to be better. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you guys. Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate it. All right, moving along on the show, and we got Sam from Alabama wants to talk about three phases. Sam, go ahead, buddy. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for waiting on the line. Uh, we got a bunch of callers in the queue, so I'm going to try to get to everybody as soon as I can, but I also don't want to rush the show. I want to give everybody their time, so just be patient. You guys can listen to the show on the, on the line. Um, Sam from Alabama, thank you very much for calling in. You're on the show. Go ahead. What's up, guys? Glad to be with uh, two legends. No, make that three legends in the make it, man. <laughs> Kyle, Mick, and Tyler. Appreciate it, guys. Tyler does a great job. Um, ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, I got two things before I get to my good, my bad, and my awesome, right? Uh, I think Nick, I think Lane Kiffin was doing a little, little foreshadowing when he said that Nick Saban couldn't cover him. I was looking at the game. Uh, you think about it, man. He basically was saying, Nick Saban, your defense can't cover my guy, mm -hmm. right? That's the way I kind of looked at it. Uh, and another thing, this is a copycat league, man, right? Um, until you can stop the tight ends and the running backs, you know, um, because the only other guy that really caught the ball for Ole Miss was the, the slot receiver. We know he was a stud, yeah. right? So every team is going to continue to do this to Alabama until you stop it, right? The running backs, tight ends. I, uh, my bad, of course, the defense, man. The defense, just, it just looks so basic, right? 
It looks basic out there. It, nothing is exotic. I'm watching Georgia. They but they out there throwing exotic defenses. Maybe they couldn't do that in this type of with this type of uh, offense, All right? But it looks very exotic. The tackling was piss poor. Um, you can't tackle just with your arms, man. You got to bring your legs. If you think about a running back, a running back got the football. When he makes contact with a defensive guy, what is he doing? He's running his legs. Um, defensive guys, they they when they hit somebody. They legs go paralyzed, right? So they got to do a better job in that. Um, Daniel Wright lost his job today. Yep. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's two weeks in a row, man. You got to make plays. And tackling comes more often than interceptions, right? Tackling, you have more you have more tackling stats than yep. anything Absolutely. Uh, on that sheet. Yep. So we got to make tackles. Zeke um, is not di- disciplined. It just it just very basic to me. Steve Sarkeesian, well, my my good is the offense. Mm-hmm. Steve Sarkeesian called a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 what's your quarterback's name? <laughs> I can't believe I forgot the quarterback's for, name. For, for, but, Alabama, um, for you got Mac Jones and Matt Crowell. For Alabama, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Mac Jones, uh, Smitty, um, uh, uh, Jalen uh, Waddle, and and uh, Najee Harris. They play awesome, man. They play awesome. But they cannot do what they did today without the offensive line. You got to get the offensive line credit today. All right. They opened up holes, which we was asking them to do. They did that. They also uh, protected uh, Mac Jones, except for that one play. I, got, I guess there was a miscommunication where, they, where the guy sacked him. Yep. But for the most part, they protected him. All right. So hands off to those guys. And, and, and my awesome today, man, I hope I can bring a smile to y'all face. Will Riker, man. He made all of his, his extra points, dude. <laughs> he did. Uh, we wouldn't have won the game without Will Riker today, yeah, man. Yeah, all right? That's and, right. That's, and that's it for me, man. That's it for me. I all appreciate right. you guys. All right. Thank you very much, Sam. Appreciate it, man. Hey, I was going to bring that up, too, uh, earlier. Good good point, Sam. Yeah, like the kicking game. The <laughs> kicking game. It. <laughs> we needed all those extra points. I mean, really. All right. My name is Kyle Henderson. He's Mick Gillespie. You're coming to you from beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, Mick down in uh, beautiful Fairhope. Of course, we have Tony Sukalos, who's in Oxford, Mississippi. Um, you know, we're going to have him on, but we have so many callers on the line. You know, we'll let him uh, do the writing and we'll let him take care of what he needs to do. And we got Tyler Waldrop behind the scenes. We have Trey Yanity, um, who just got saving up. So a lot of, um, you know, working hands on deck. All Super Chats really appreciated. What is a Super Chat? Um, you know, it's basically like a tip. So we appreciate it. And of course, uh, download the podcast. We're trying to build up the podcast as many times as possible. So when you go online to, to Apple Podcasts, just look for Bama Insider. We'll put this entire show along with Saban's press press conference on um, Apple Podcasts. So if you're working out, you're driving, you're making a long drive, you can catch um, our podcast. Be sure and check out the Bama Tailgate show um, every single Friday night. Mick hosts it uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Um, we'll be in um, Tuscaloosa this coming week for the big one for Georgia. So we're going to have blowout coverage on uh, Bama Insider, but it's time uh, to take another call and we're going to take Cruz from Florida wants to talk about how bad the defense looks. Go ahead, Cruz. You're on, man. Oh, great. Hey, guys. So I'm just um, calling to talk a little bit about Pete and uh, how different his off or his defense is from when we had Kirby Smart. Um, definitely, we have different personnel, but I would say a lot of it has to do with um, the coaching style 
And I don't see him really trying to fit his style of play calling on the defense with his personnel. Um, I just mean Dylan Moses, he's not the same um, since the injuries. He's definitely struggling. Um, number four, whose name Chris escapes Allen. me? Chris Allen. Yeah, Christopher Allen. Um, he's not productive at all. I just think um, he could just be removed from the picture. Um, and we could even try Dylan Moses there. Um, put Christian Lee, or excuse me, Shane Lee mm-hmm. back in. Because I thought for a true freshman, he played as well as he could play um, last year or last season. Mm-hmm. So we could try that. Um, it just seemed like we didn't really make any adjustments. Um, I felt like the game kind of caught up with Ole Miss to be playing at that pace against uh, Bama, against us, the number two um, offense, or excuse me, team in the nation. It just felt like um, we did not do enough on defense just to call ourselves, you know, championship caliber team. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you very much for calling in. We really appreciate the call from Florida. Um, I think when you kind of look at the interior linebacker play, you know, Dylan Moses, I think that's a really interesting point that I want to kind of sleep on and and, kind of think about that comment because, and I want to hear from you out there, if you're listening to the show or you're right here on the comment box, what do you think about Dylan Moses' play kind of through the first three games? Do you think he has, you know, kind of been that that player that we expected him to? Do you think maybe he'll come back in the later part of the season? I don't know. Um, I'm kind of with you. It seems like, you know, from at least the beginning part he's not playing like the player that we are accustomed to I think Christian Harris is playing kind of like what we expected Dylan Moses to I think Chris Allen he's definitely struggling on that outside uh William Anderson the freshman um, he's doing fantastic. I think Jordan Battle's doing well. And, and by the way, Jordan Battle, I don't know if we've even talked about this. He's going to be out for the first half of this game. He had a targeting call with 214 in the fourth quarter. And um, it, that I mean, he's going to be out for that first half against Georgia. That's monumental. And that's something that we didn't even talk about. Um, any, anything else uh, while we have you on the line, Cruz? Um, that is uh, crazy about uh, Jordan Battle. I was looking a lot at DeMarco um, Hellum mm-hmm. because I saw that when he went out, I think he kind of played more. And I do like his tackling ability, and I do like how he flies around um, like a ball hawk. Mm-hmm. So he could be a, a new rising star with um, Jordan out for the first half. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we're going to move to our next caller. Thank you very much, Cruz. Please call again next time. We appreciate it. Um, we are going to go uh, back to DeMarco. DeMarco waited a long time. He was patient. He waited for Saban and he came back. DeMarco flying in from the ATL. DeMarco, you're back on the show, man. Take it away. What is up, pal? So now uh, the first part, I hit you with those hot takes. And now we're going to come back with some follow ups. So uh, bear with me here. So uh, first off, like you said, you know, and you heard LeBron James say this a while back that anyone can talk and say this or that, but it's not until you're in the kitchen and you can feel the heat where you really have to step up and understand the situation that you're in. And so when we're talking about Pete Golding, no, I'm not here calling for the man's job. Um, you know, it's just that he has to understand, and I think he does, with this team with championship aspirations every single year, you can't be a day late and a dollar too short in any capacity when you're dealing with this kind of program. But let's remember something for a second, guys. Lane Kiffin coached at Alabama for three to four years. He knows how to beat this team. It's not a surprise to him. 
when you grow up, grow up how he grew up, he came up under a defensive mindset. So he only it's only natural that he would know how to beat defense. So let's just keep that in mind. So he was perfectly prepared for this Alabama defense. As far as the physical and mental errors, we didn't tackle well. And I think that's because you didn't really get your offseason program, your fourth quarter program. And when you don't tackle well, what is that a result of? It's not usually your fundamentals aren't there. You're at the University of Alabama. I know you have the fundamentals. It's the mental errors. It's the energy. It's the I'm not physically prepared to go for 60 minutes, so I'm Jordan Battle. I'm going to throw my head at a player because I don't want to make a perfect form tackle because my energy is not where it would normally be had I had a full offseason program. And when we talk about the mental errors, come on, offensive line, I was going to applaud them, but then you get two penalties back-to-back on a pivotal drive to ice the game. No, sir, I cannot applaud that. So we still have to revisit the mental errors. We need to tackle better. And, um, you know, it's just that, just that simple. If you look at what Clemson does, what Brent Venables does, what makes him great, he pressures. He knows on the back end you can't cover these high-octane offenses for, forever. Pressure is how he was able to get two of the throw pick six in the first play at a championship game a couple years ago. It's pressure, pressure, pressure. It's just that simple. Pressure, breath pipes and it speeds it up even for the best quarterbacks to ever step on the field so we need to make sure we get that kind of thing going and that way you can kind of make up for not being able to rush three because that's what alabama has been spoiled they could rush three whether it was allen big quentin williams from a couple years ago with the deron Payne, they could rush three and make it seem like five was coming you're not going to be able to do that in today's game i'm sorry we're going to have to figure out something else um so i would think all of the bracket coverages and combo coverages we like to do on the back end that's not it right now what i see bracket coverage takes a lot of veteran leadership to make sure you don't mess it up so that's the thing that i would say in that regard and then as far as um Najee harris um he was really beast mode Dylan Moses will be back another year. I don't think he is where he needs to be on film, uh, having missed the year. So he'll be back next year. I'm, I'm kind of going to give you that hot take now. And um, other than that, I think that about up oh, and then obviously we have Najee Harris. He really did what he uh, what he came to uh, do, and you saw it in those videos leading up to the season, really well. And I think we'll be all right against Georgia. The way they play feeds into our strong suits, and I think if it went into a shootout, obviously our offense would win. Um, but I'm not impressed with how we played today. All right. Thank you very much for calling back, DeMarco. We always got uh, space for you. Definitely. Thank you very much. And let me add something real quick, too. Um, This was put out by ESPN Stats and Info. Najee Harris is the first player to have 200 rushing yards and five touchdowns in a game this season. And what's crazy, the entire history of Alabama football, he's only the third guy to ever do that. Santonio Beard in 2002 and Sean Alexander in 1998. I think that was against LSU if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, only three guys in the history of Alabama football running backs with that type of day, which is crazy. I mean, final thought as we kind of close up this game and and just like uh, Aaron said, you know, this is a road to 50K. I think when we started this channel, we didn't know, you know, how we just kind of felt it was a place to add videos. But now, you know, I feel like we're really starting to get momentum and we appreciate, you know, all you guys. You guys are certainly helping us get to 50,000 subscribers. I have my highs set on 100,000 subscribers. I think there's, you know, uh, enough in this market to continue to do this. And, and we want to, you know, add different elements to you so you can get the content that you deserve, top quality content. You're not, you're not watching these other programs. You're watching Alabama Crimson Tide. So we want to bring it full force. And I think Mick has been a fantastic addition. Uh, Mick, I, I know, you know, you're, you're, um, you're new to the staff. Um, you know, you've done, you have, you've done, you've done this before you, you, you have your career. 
But, um, you know, have you enjoyed kind of joining uh, the BAM Insider team? And, you know, are you having fun with it? You know, it's weird how life works. You know, it's sometimes one door closes and then another door opens, you know, and I didn't expect to enjoy this as much as I have, you know, and not nothing that, that you know, towards you or anybody else. I just, you know, is somewhere else. And then, you know, this happens and I'm just enjoying it and have so much fun. And uh, the fans have been great, man. It's just the interactions fun. And, you know, kind of the way that we've, we put this thing together and doing the, you know, having the, the tailgate show where it's a video and uh, on radio and man, I'm, it's been great. When we have our staff meetings, Kyle has to pretty much break us up because we just all want to sit in there and talk and they just keep going on and on. And you, you can genuinely tell that our crew, you know, whether it be Andrew Bone, who's who's been a buddy of mine for a while, uh, or everyone else that, you know, we're kind of becoming good friends now. Like we just enjoy being around you guys, the people that watch and listen and, and each other, you know, and talking about football, man, it's, you know, it, it sometimes you have these games but you get that W and then next week we're going into this Georgia game. And, and I want to say this too, man, um, Friday night, we're going to do our tailgate show. You'll be able to watch it. Or if you want, come by and hang out and we're going to be at rounders this week. I got to throw the advertisement out there. I'm going to give out some of these calendars right here from Daniel Moore. Uh, I've got all kind of yingling swag. I got some footballs to give out, man. And uh, we're going to switch back and forth between uh, rounders and Innisfree we're going to um, the Old Forge. If you're going to the Tennessee game or you live in Tennessee, come by and see us. We're going to be at Old Forge Moonshine when we play the Vols and then LSU and Arkansas. Uh, we're going to stay down here in the south, part of Alabama, as we call it, L.A., lower Alabama. Yeah. And we're going over to the Florabama for those two games. So, I, Kyle, we, we, you, we got to get you out of that studio to come hang for some of this. Man, you know I love my strong internet connection. <laughs> you do. But we're going to have great internet at these yeah. I, I just, I know. <laughs> so, all right. So final thought before we. This I say is on the game. Yeah. After I get my pitch done here. All no, right. my final thought is this, is that Alabama won. And that's the most important thing. And if you saw Lane Kiffin's press conference, you know, he's like, the fans gave us a standing ovation when we jogged off the field. Hey, <laughs> we lost. We lost tonight, guys. It was 63 to 48. We lost like and we had a chance and we let them off the hook. You know, we knew who the, we they are, who we thought they were. Remember that? You know, but at the end of the day, man, um, you know, Alabama won the football game. They There's some issues that they're going to have to figure out. They've got a lot of young players in, in spots, but they also have some veterans and uh, I think they're going to figure some of this out. They're going to have to do it in a hurry because this week is in this conference, a, a, a game that people look forward to for years because Alabama and Georgia aren't on each other's schedule a lot. Uh, the last two times Alabama and Georgia have played, they have been absolutely epic. And Georgia's had Alabama beaten and somehow the Crimson Tide has figured out a way to win the football game. So that's that's what they're that's what we got to look forward to now. And this is this I'll say this. This game was the perfect game to look past. Because you know that as much as I mean I'm getting hyped right now thinking about Alabama and Georgia Friday night at Rounders just get the the crowd on the strip, the football game, like kick off the two uniforms, Saban against Smart again, you know, 
maybe the players were doing a little bit of that too, and and they just about got they but just about got stole in that game from Ole Miss, but they didn't. They they played a horrible game on defense, but they won the football game. And at the end of the day, you know, you you, you got to get ready for the one of the biggest games this year in college football. So that that's what I think. And I also really feel like in my heart that that Nick Saban is is going to have to make some decisions with his staff. Maybe he changes the way that things happen. We might not know. You know, sometimes Saban ha- does that. You know, we're – the, this guy is, might have the title, but someone else slides in and starts calling the plays, you know, and it's like this two-headed attack, and we might not know about it. You know, if, if he thinks that's going to help win, a, you know, and make this team better, he's, it's his responsibility to do it. But the, I've always said this. I'm going to leave you with this. If it's good enough for Nick, it's good enough for Mick. I just put all my trust in Nick Saban. And, and I know, like, I am an Alabama grad. I'm an Alabama fan, I, you know, and I love talking about the Crimson Tide, and I just believe in this coach. Um, and he, he's – I like putting all the pressure on him to make these tough decisions. <laughs> Roll Tide. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Please hit the thumbs up button. That really goes a long way. You're probably like, wow, just a simple thumbs up. Uh, really not hard to do, so definitely hit the thumbs up. I hope you guys had a great time um, with the watch party. And then, you know, coming on with the Colin Show, I thought the Colin Show was fantastic and there was plenty to talk about. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty more to talk about as Alabama enters week four of this pivotal college football season. And the biggest game of the college football season um, is now here, Alabama versus Georgia. And the last two times that those two teams met were in Atlanta. And you know that, um, you know, Nick Saban was on the ropes. He was able to get by with actually a backup quarterback. I mean, each of those games, I mean, that second time that Jalen Hurts uh, beat Georgia, I mean, that was like, I was like watching a movie. I was literally on the sideline of the game. So I'm sure there's going to be um, a lot to cover this week. And uh, thank you very much for cruising on into Sunday with us right here on BamaInsider.com. Hit the thumbs up button. Remember, like and subscribe. Uh, check us out on um, Apple Podcasts. Just look for Bama Insider. And of course, all the coverage back at BamaInsider.com. Um, we'll catch you soon. Uh, Lane Kiffin press conference in. Nick Saban press conference in. Mac Jones press conference in. Mick, Kyle, <laughs> out. And we'll catch you soon next time right here on BamaInsider.com. From beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama, this is the post-game reaction show right here on BamaInsider.com. We'll catch you soon. Thank you very much, fam. Love you guys. See you soon.